There are refinements of understanding in working with the breath that help to deepen the meditation practice. Often when people come and sit and begin a meditation, there's a certain kind of intention in the mind (coughs) to stay with the breath for the hour. And then after about two or three breaths and the mind starts wandering, a frustration or a discouragement or a restlessness can set in. And that has to do with having an intention that is to be with the breath for an hour that's far beyond the capacity of the mind. And so it sets us up for struggle. What's very important in the beginning of a retreat is to have a realistic appraisal of what the mind can actually do. An hour is too much. Half an hour is too much. Two breaths is too much. I think if we approach it with the intention to be mindful for one in-breath or one rise in movement. That's about right. And then again, for one out-breath or one falling movement. That's within the capacity of the mind. And what is miraculous about it is that it's enough. We do one in-breath at a time, one out-breath at a time, one after the other. Then in the course of a sitting, a real strength is developed. The Buddha talked of how wisdom, real meditative wisdom, (coughs) as opposed to intellectual understanding, How meditative wisdom is born from concentration. But without a mind that is at least moderately, minimally concentrated, it's difficult to understand the deeper workings of the mind. And so much of the practice is learning to stabilize the mind in the rest of concentration. Concentration is a settling back into, a steadiness. It's not something to struggle for, it's something to settle into. There are two components of concentration which make it strong. And these are the components which can be practiced with each in-breath and with each out-breath. The first of them is the initial connecting with the breath. The initial sense of contact with the beginning of each breath so that there's a honing in, a focusing, a meeting. We're not just sitting and hoping that the mind lands on the breath. 
we're actually taking a more active engagement of making the connection with the beginning of the in or the beginning of the rising. That's one component of developing concentration, this initial connection. The second component is called sustained connection, a sustained application, which is that we create the energy in the mind and the willingness not only to connect initially, but actually to sustain the awareness for the duration of that one breath. So it's connecting and sustaining. These two qualities are what creates the conditions for deep concentration. So it's quite simple. What it takes is repeated practice of these two factors, connecting and sustaining. The great secret in meditation practice is to remember to reconnect with each new breath. It's not something we do once at the beginning and again hope that it lasts through the end of the sitting, but rather to have it in mind that at the beginning of each in-breath, beginning of each rising, there's that energy, that interest to connect and sustain just for that small duration, sustaining for the in-breath, sustaining for the rising movement. At the beginning of the outbreath or the beginning of the falling, reconnect. Create that energy or willingness to actually connect with the beginning and to sustain the awareness for that outbreath, for that falling movement. With the next in-breath and rising, the reconnection, the re-sustaining. And so each segment is very simple and well within the capacity and strength of our minds. As we do this breath after breath, slowly and in time, a real power of mind begins to grow, a real stability of mind. Even with the best intention to do this, to connect and sustain with each part of the breath, still you'll find that the mind will wander. Thoughts will come, they're very slippery, the mind will get caught, seduced by them. This is natural. At whatever point you become aware that the mind is off, that you're lost in thinking, simply be aware of it, you might make a soft note of thinking or wandering and in a very clear and gentle way simply begin again. Reconnect with the breath, sustain for that one breath. There will be many times during the hour of beginning again. 
And the beginning again is itself a component of right effort. And so that can be done without judgment, without frustration, without condemnation. Simply to see that the mind is off, we come back for one breath, connecting and sustaining. Throughout the course, we'll be talking about the refinement of the use of mental noting. Just how to experiment with that as a technique and a tool, finding the right ways for each of you to use it in a way that's appropriate for you. In these beginning sittings, begin that experimentation, not in a heavy way. It's simply a tool which can be of great help if you learn to use it well. One of the key components of the noting and using it well is keeping it very soft so that the primary emphasis is on the actual feeling of the breath. And the note is this whisper in the mind. Rise, fall, in and out. Very, very soft, almost invisible. Just enough to help that factor of sustaining. Experiment with that during the sitting and we'll have a chance to talk about it at the end. sit comfortably, but also in a way that the breathing can be full and easy in the body. It's not a breathing exercise. So in a very soft way, allow the breath to be just as it is. And from breath to breath, it might change. Just allow it very simply connect with the beginning wherever you feel it either the nose or chest or abdomen connect and sustain reconnect at the falling sustain remembering to do that with each breath
Do you have any questions about working with the breath in this way, the connecting and sustaining, or the use of the noting? question was about, it seems that the most wandering happens in the space between the breaths. Often there is that gap, usually after the out-breath of falling before the next rising, or sometimes it's at the other end. If you find uh, that there is a gap, I would do a two-step process in there. One is simply take some interest in seeing where the mind goes at that time. So that instead of coming to the end of the falling of the out-breath and then spacing out in the space, you keep the interest factor knowing that that's a delicate spot there. Keep the interest factor high so that you really become aware, okay, what happens? After doing that, you get a sense where the mind uh, is drawn to, you can consciously put in another object. The one that we use quite frequently, there's a choice here. You can either become aware of the whole sitting posture. It's the feeling of the whole body. So you would note, for example, rise, fall, sitting. And in that sense, the, the awareness gets expanded a bit. You with the breath rising, falling, sitting. It's that, that feeling of the whole body. Staying with that until the next breath comes by itself. So there's no sense of rushing the next breath alone. You could either do that sitting or you could go to a very uh, obvious touch point, like your buttocks in the cushion. So you would not rise, fall, or in, out, touching touching, where you're really feeling the sensation of touch again until the next breath comes. And so you can get into that rhythm, and it's a very, very easy rhythm, you know, of in, out, sitting, in, out, sitting. Yes. Uh -huh. Let's do a little experiment. Okay. If you if you would just slowly move your arm out in front of you, very lightly, and not be looking at it, just feeling it. Now just be moving and you feel the movement. You go a little slower, a little faster, and your arm starts dancing. And you're just feeling it, that's all. It's Is it an effort to feel it? Or are you having fun?
It's really the same thing. It's the same quality. But somehow we come, there's a whole agenda in our mind about meditation (laughs) and the effort to meditate. And so we bring a kind of psychological efforting to what in fact is a very natural, simple process. And if at times you can remind yourself of what this feels like and simply apply it to the breath, one of the key ways of doing that is making the mental switch from thinking of the awareness as we usually think of it as watching the breath and a lot of the language we use in meditation is watching language watch, observe, notice and so it's always as if we're up in our heads trying trying to catch it or hold on to it you change the language in your mind rather than watching it, feeling it. That's what we were doing with the arm. You're just feeling the movement. Feel the breath. So then it's not, it's not like you have to make the effort from the outside not to miss it. You're really on the inside in this very natural process that's happening by itself anyway. There's nothing we have to do consciously to breathe. So just settling into what's happening anyway, feeling it. You follow? And so as you as you explore that it gets it gets to be fun. <laughs> There's really not very much to do except to feel it. Unfortunately the mind has this rather perverse habit of thinking a lot, <laughs> you know, and often uselessly. And so there is, a, there is a kind of energy, maybe you could even change the word from effort, which again imp- might imply too much force, to a willingness or an interest simply to feel each breath. And so then it, it just retrains the mind to settle into it in this very easy way, in the same way as you were moving your arm and just feeling it. You follow? And it, ta- it takes practice to, to settle into that rather than to be striving for that. Right? Because it's really a settling back rather than a reaching out. One, one reminder which we need to remind ourselves frequently during the sitting is not to be hastening the next breath along. It's like, give each breath its due. But sometimes there's a kind of panic in the mind that if we don't, if we're not right on top of it, it's going to get away and our minds are going to go off. And and so we bring to the practice a kind of uh, tension. And that tension often translates as pulling the next breath in before we have a chance to wander. That can get in the way also. And so it's really... uh, Each in-breath, you give it the space. And each out-breath, you give it the space.
Did you have any problems or questions about the use of the noting? Because the noting can be a, a big help, especially in that aspect of sustaining. You know, so that once you make the initial connection with the breath, often what's needed is just some added kind of mental energy to actually let the mind rest for the entire duration without you know, the constant slipping off, which is quite its habit. And a very soft note of covering the entire duration really helps to stabilize the mind. Something I found on one of my last retreats, which is probably not completely traditional in the noting lineage, but I found it helpful for myself. Um, I started abbreviating the note to R and F (laughs) instead of rise and fall, because I found that it kind of slid along with the breath very easily more easily than than the actual word. Uh, So that's just my own personal idiosyncrasy, which you're welcome to try if you like. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed that it will happen. Just as an experiment in that, it's, it's probably not so feasible to do it here. But maybe when you go home, Have a friend hold your head underwater (laughs) and see which is more fun, (laughs) breathing or thinking. (laughs) I mean, sometimes we actually have to do the gestalt to, to get it, but What is really amazing to me is this process of breathing, which in a very literal way is sustaining our life moment to moment. I mean, it's not 
This is not a metaphor. <laughs> you know, each breath is actually sustaining our life. So something quite extraordinary is going on. <laughs> it's not just... We could well miss a few thoughts. <laughs> and it wouldn't have much effect on our... <laughs> life and death situation. <laughs> the breath is very powerful. It's a very powerful phenomenon. You know, it's at the core of this whole life process. But because we may not really pay careful attention to the depths of it, we do get seduced by thoughts, and the content of thoughts can be quite interesting. What I'm suggesting is that as the awareness settles more in the breath, and you really begin to feel the energy that happens with each breath, you really can get some kind of intuitive sense of exactly what's happening in terms of the breath giving life energy to the body. At that level of attention, it gets pretty interesting. You know, there's, there's a vitality there that's happening breath after breath. But it takes, it, it doesn't take a struggling, it takes a, just a refinement, a settling in, a willingness to feel it very carefully. And again, just for the duration of a single breath. Don't take on too much. Just one breath to feel it that way. And another breath. And another breath. And as that happens, we just begin to connect with the whole energy system of our body. And that's when it gets really interesting. There are interesting things to do with thoughts as well, but they're not what you think. <laughs> and so we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> because thought itself can be an interesting object to watch, but it has nothing to do with the content of the thought. Because the contents... They're not so interesting after a while, <laughs> after 20 years. <laughs> okay, why don't... Uh, actually, a couple of announcements, and then we'll uh, just do the... If you want to just kind of stretch for a moment, mindfully. Stand with your legs about shoulder width apart. So you're standing comfortably. And your arms in any comfortable position. Your sides in front or in back. In the walking meditation, the eyes are kept open. Looking ahead, downcast, not looking about. For now, just for this exercise, I would like to ask you to close your eyes. 
just as a way of sensitizing to the feelings in the body. And do a quick scan, moderately paced scan from the top of your head. Just move your attention down front of your head and back and sides. Neck and throat, shoulders. Arms, elbows. Down your forearms and hands and fingers. Simply feeling whatever it is you feel. And back to your throat and down your chest. belly, into your hips, down your back, upper back and lower back, feeling the buttocks. down the thighs, knees, calves, ankles, feet, feel the top of the feet and then the soles of the feet, the toes, Feel the contact of the feet and the floor. Just resting in the sensations of those con- of that contact. Do you feel it as pressure, or as warmth, or as pulsing, or as heaviness? sense of exploring what those sensations are. (coughs) And very slowly, with really very careful attention, begin to shift your weight onto your left foot.
feeling the movement that you make very microscopically. Just observe and feel what happens in the body as you do this. Weight shifting on to the left. And hold that for a moment. Feeling the difference between the weight and heaviness that's in the left leg and foot and the lightness that's in the right foot and leg. Let's go back and forth between the two. So you feel the difference between weight and heaviness and lightness. And slowly shift your weight onto your right foot, feeling the sensations of the movement. And you see how delicate it can become. All the weight is on the right. Now make a very small movement, just lifting your heel, your left heel, off the ground. Just lifting very slowly. And feel what happens in the left leg as you lift your heel. And do that a couple of times of lifting and lowering the heel slowly so you really feel there's a lot that goes on in the leg as you do that. And when you feel balanced and you might want to open your eyes just to keep your balance, take a short step forward feeling the leg through the air and then placing it. Lifting the back heel slowly. And watch what happens as you lift. Lift. Then move forward slowly. In place. Come back to center. This is an example of the kind and quality of attention that can be used in the walking meditation. However, we don't do the whole walking period at this speed. We divide the period into three speeds of walking. The first 10 minutes or so, 10 or 15 minutes, find a place, either inside or out, where you can walk back and forth, maybe 10 or 20 steps in length, and you walk at a slightly slower than normal speed. 
but almost normal. Feeling your body moving, feeling your legs moving, feeling the contact, the touch. The noting you can do at that time could be either left, right, left, right, or stepping, stepping, stepping. So you're really, you're going at a fairly normal pace, maybe slightly less than normal. After about 10 minutes, 15 minutes of this speed, begin to slow down and divide the walking the step into two parts of lift and place. Lift, place. Or you could note it as move, touch. Moving, touching. In the last 10, 15, 20 minutes of the walking period, slow down even more to what we did here, where you divide the step into three sections of lift, move, place. Lift, move, place. In this slow part of the walking, it's a very different kind of walking than we usually do. We call it zombie walking. (laughs) The key to it is finishing one step completely before lifting the other foot, which is not how we usually walk. Usually, as we're coming down, we're already lifting, which is okay in the first two speeds. In this third speed, a very slow, lift, move, place, and we're down. We're finished. Then lift the other foot. You need to just um, become accustomed to this rhythm. It's not really that difficult, but it'll take a, it'll take a little time just to, to feel that rhythm. Again, as you're doing the walking, as I mentioned with the sitting, if you can make that mental switch from the idea of observing the movement to feeling the movement, it will become much more effortless. You don't have to be tight and tense as if you're trying to hold on to it or stay right on top of it. Much more relaxed, just walking and feeling the movement. You walk, you feel the movement. Working again with the sense of connecting at the beginning of each step and sustaining for that step. And then again, connecting and sustaining. Those two components are what is going to build the concentration power. Any questions about the walking? By the time that we get to the third section, we'll connect and sustain three times for each Right, right, right. And it's really that... it's. The actual connecting and sustaining is not hard. It simply is this feeling of it. What's hard is to remember to have that impulse, that, that recollection in the mind to do it. Do you follow? And so it's, it's getting into the habit of remembering, connect and sustain. That's what gives a, a sustaining power to the attention. So it's very helpful to practice remembering. Any other questions about it?
Okay, there's about 45 minutes, 40 minutes now for walking. Be mindful the time of going from the hall to your walking spot, wherever it is. That also should be done mindfully, not necessarily creeping along at the slow speed, but even at moving a faster speed, be in your body and feel the steps so the mindfulness is continuous. Okay, in about 45 minutes, we'll have another sitting. <laughs>